Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, NFL, can you do it for the third straight week? Heck, we had Packers-Rams bringing great drama. Last week, Rams-Saints. Who's going to bring the noise in Week 10 in the National Football League? I can tell you this with certainty, with 100% certainty, it won't be the Ravens, Viking, Vikings, Texans, or the Broncos. They're on bye in Week 10, so they can they can take the day off, relax, even though there may be a quarterback change in Baltimore because Joe Flacco's got a bad hip. We can all wait on those four teams and focus on what we've got ahead as the weeks in the National Football League have now hit double digits. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. A lot of times when you do something wrong, you do something bad, you do something that you know is your fault, it feels really good to get it off your chest. And I'm going to do that. Last week I said, you know, this Chiefs-Browns game is a game that is not going to be like a 10 or 15 point game. It's just not. It's either the Browns are going to come out rejuvenated now that Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley are gone and put forth one heck of an effort, or they're going to lose 45 to 7 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, it was a 16 point game. So I gave you two options, neither of which happened. It was a rough week for me, and it may have been a rough week for many, but it's never been a rough week for the man sitting next to my right. Right next to me. Week in and week out, he has provided you with knowledge and information that has allowed you to succeed in the fantasy football world. He told you about Marquez Valdez-Scantling three weeks ago, and now you know him. He doesn't have bad weeks. 
He just has winners, and he has knowledge. And Week 10 is no different. He's the one. He's the only. He is Mike Harmon. Dan Byer, honored to be with you. I had to wait for the horn to just give me that uptick, right? Fired up after a big college football Saturday, clinching a division for my beloved Northwestern Wildcats at a trip to Indianapolis. Uh, Yeah, Rose Bowl potentially on the line. I mean, there's so much going on, so much excitement, uh, and we got a big NFL slate today. Yeah, Matt Barkley's quarterbacking against Josh McCown, but you know what? There's some big matchups on here, Dan. We're going to have some fun, and yeah, we've got a lot of strange bedfellows here in Week 10. Between buys and injuries, we've hit that part in the season. I mentioned that the four teams on by wouldn't be making any big moves, fireworks today. But one of the team that's already teams that has already played in Week Ten in the National Football League has some news about them, and that is, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And of course, it really goes back to Le'Veon Bell, as now there are reports, Mike, that Le'Veon Bell is not going to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not report Tuesday by his deadline, making him ineligible to return to the team at all, and giving away a 2018 NFL season. Just amazing, right? Because in the NFL, we we talk all the time about the average length of a career being at three and a half years. Well, he's already hit the over there. You're already talking about the miles on his legs and the injuries and the suspensions and all of this. And to walk away from $855,000 per week, that's the sit-down interview you want. You have no idea what the hell he's going to say if you actually, when you get it. But... To have the stance, you have to respect whatever he's believing in the large S of what contracts are, how he's treated by Pittsburgh, whatever that divide is. Guy, Guy's going to sit out for $855,000 a week. I'll sit up in my chair and I'll listen to what he's got to say once he finally gets there. From a business and, and pragmatic standpoint, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, just because that's money you're never making up yep. again. And again, you know, you you move on to the next option. That doesn't mean someone's not going to pay him. You've got Oakland, you've got the Jets, you've got a number of teams that are sitting nearly $100 million in available cap space for next year. But the NFL is just different from all the other games is that you don't get the big guaranteed contract. So banking on yourself, have at it. What we do know is finally the answer to do I put him on waivers? You'll have enough time after the deadline if he doesn't show up to put in your waiver claim this week once and for all. The Le'Veon Bell saga has been a long and drawn-out process. The Des Bryant era in New Orleans, the exact opposite. Oh. That Just a quick, and I, I don't mean to, to laugh. I didn't mean to chuckle when no, I said sure. it, but we're sitting here a week ago, and we had no idea that Des Bryant would even be in New Orleans for a workout. But now here we are. Not only did he work out with the team Tuesday, sign Wednesday, and then practice Thursday and lost for the year on Friday. Like that's that's the type of week it was as the New Orleans Saints, who likely weren't going to have him anyway against the Bengals, right. now have lost Des Bryant for the season. But yeah, we talked about this, you know, before the Des Bryant signing or anything. Jason Smith and I earlier in the week on our show in the evening talking about unlikely, you know, kind of dark horse MVP candidates of where you're looking for you know, some value, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the quarterbacks generally and then everybody else. Yes. Even, even the running backs could go for 20 touchdowns. You have the year like Gurley's having, and it gets dismissed. It's like, all right, let's go back to the signal caller. Uh, the, and that's what they are. They're the face of the, the, the league, and we get that. But you look at what Michael Thomas has done. 70 catches on 79 targets 
And there's no other wide receiver that has more than 12 catches on that team. You got Kamara, you got Ben Ben Watson, but you have Traycon Smith, you have Ted Ginn Jr., who's out on IR, Cam Meredith, who now goes to IR. You didn't have any other secondary receiver, which makes what they've done offensively with Michael Thomas that much more intriguing. So when Des Bryant, Brandon Marshall, Kamar Aiken are, are going in for workouts, like, all right, curiosity, especially when you look at both Marshall and Des Bryant. For Marshall's sake, even if as a pass receiver, and you, you had him in Seattle, right, with for a couple of weeks, even if the receiving skills are diminished, he's still a hell of a downfield blocker, mm-hmm. right? He helps your run game. So maybe there'd be some interest now that Bryant's done that maybe that helps for Ingram and for Kamara going forward. But with Des Bryant, it's like, all right, he's going to be a little heavier, going to be out of shape. So that part of the factor as he's working in where he was probably not going to be available this week. But maybe he's just a short yardage, right? Third and five possession guy. Maybe he becomes just a red zone target that they don't have. That's what I thought, yeah. That they didn't have. So it wasn't going to be, hey, I'm getting eight to ten targets a game. Because clearly he's a guy he recognizes. Otherwise, you know, probably looking in the rearview mirror at the Baltimore and Cleveland offers that were allegedly on the table and saying, wow, why didn't I take those? But... You, you go into what looks like a great fit, and unfortunately it doesn't work. Des Bryant's still going to get paid. The question is, or what I've heard a lot following the injury was, we've heard it was the last play at practice on Friday, or at least near the end. Listen, it was either going to happen then, or it was going to happen in the next game, or it was going to happen in the next practice. When you right. have the issues that Sean Payton, and they weren't major issues, but you said maybe a little weight issue, issue of not being at the playing what you would have hoped, and then coming in and not being able to, I don't know, be in full football shape as we like to use, these things tend to happen. And when you're Des Bryant's age and the athlete that he is, those things happen. You're 30 years old. You've been doing your workouts and conditioning, but you're only so far and whatever that percentage is close to game shape. So trying to work him into the offense, sure, you can draw up a couple of quick plays and and just say, hey, go get it. But in the way they operate in New Orleans, it's more of a precision-based offense. It's not an improvisational kind of a comedy troupe like we see on a lot of other teams where it's, all right, run, but you know, you've got a lot more, uh, Im- like I say, improvisation just based on the quarterback trying to evade oncoming pass rushers because offensive lines are so bad throughout the league. They watch any given Sunday. How many, how many offenses actually get to operate as they've been designed, a handful. <laughs> Especially in today's NFL. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. You can tweet us your fantasy issues. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can get Mike at Swollen Dome. And if you follow us and you send in a question or send in a dilemma, we'll answer it. If you don't follow us and you send it in, i got to be honest, it's not getting read. It's not going to happen. It's not how we do things. This is how we do things. Or as Montel Jordan would say, this is how we do it with hot plays for week 10. Guys, you got to get in your lineup. Must play. You're dealing with buys. These are the guys you got to go with. They are your hot plays. Yeah, there it is. Mike Harmon. Locked and loaded. Let's go a little deeper, shall we? Strange bedfellows across this league, and, and maybe you're you're just hitting the point where you're trusting uh, your, your tried and true, but maybe at some positions we're willing to roll the dice. We talk about the Cleveland Browns a little bit earlier, going up against the Atlanta Falcons. How about Duke Johnson? Finally, 
finally part of the offensive game plan. Nine receptions on nine targets last week, 78 yards, two touchdowns. You look at Atlanta, most targets to running backs over the course of the season, 83 to be exact, 515 total yards. And you're looking at almost 1,200 total yards from running backs. Duke Johnson will be a big part of this game. Why? Because the script also says so. Because Nick Chubb's not going to be the pass receiver. It's Duke Johnson getting himself in. Larry Fitzgerald, you want to talk about game scripts. Uh, Kansas City, 16.5 or 17-point favorites, depending on where you're looking at your action. Uh, So Larry Fitzgerald gets into the mix. Seven or more targets, four of his last five games. And you look at 12 targets last week. uh, Working on the outside, Kansas City has struggled against opposing wideouts. So Christian Kirk also becomes a decent flyer. All right. For daily fantasy leagues, you look at seven seven straight games with at least three receptions. Fitz and Kirk sounds like a midseason replacement. You guys watching Fitz and Kirk? It's a great it's a great show. It's on uh, it's on ABC on Saturday nights. How about that? Or it could be a bar too. Go to the Fitz and Go Kirk. Go to Fitz and Kirk. Yeah, Fitz and Kirk. Um, well, let's we'll start working on that script. We get Kevin James back on TV <laughs> as you and I both enjoy him. Andrew Luck going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. A little bit of a contrarian play because you say the Jaguars are so good. Not so fast. Last four games, giving up 21 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. You're looking at uh, Luck with three or more touchdown passes in five straight games. The return of the Mac got that offense a little bit of balance. You get Hilton back. You get Jack Doyle back. And we'll talk about Hilton in a minute, perhaps on the other side of things. But you, the offensive line, 160 straight sackless snaps. Wow. Oh. He should be, you know, Dan Marino used to give out the isotoner gloves, you know, as as part of the uh, the joke at, the, at Christmas yeah. time. Andrew Luck should be giving out cars. The narrative <laughs> that the Colts aren't blocking is now done. It's done. And they've invested in that position as well. Look at that. Those guys should probably be nominated for Rookie of the Year. They won't be because, again, they're not glory position players, but the dudes on the offensive line getting it done. Tevin Coleman, big game last week. We're on the other side, right? You look at 18 touches and 146 total yards, two touchdowns. Before that, 82 total yards and a touchdown. He'd been struggling, but it looks like it's his time now. Cleveland, second most fantasy points per game allowed to opposing running backs. We've got Andy Dalton. I know no A.J. Green. I know that's going to be difficult, but over the last four, uh, New Orleans giving up the second most fantasy points per quarter to quarterbacks, almost 26 per game. So it's more Tyler Boyd. I'm curious to see how he works as a number one. So we'll be digging a little deeper, maybe a little John Ross. Maybe Azuma's got to become a bigger factor, but they do get Giovanni Bernard back. So in your daily fantasy leagues, when we're looking at receivers and 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 trying to get a little bit of PPR love, perhaps his re- return is helpful as well. A couple more for you real quick. You got Deion Lewis going up against his old team. Second most receiving yards allowed to opposing backs. Uh, that is New England. 42 touches over the last two weeks. It is his job to run forward. We'll take his quarterback as well because Marcus Mariota, as badly as he threw a few balls, Last week, bad, just bad decisions. Uh, New England giving up 19.5 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterback. Six of the last eight finished as top 12. Let's get a couple of cold sores in while we've got some time. Some guys that you don't want to touch, you don't want to play. Even just four or five of the guys that you want to stay away from in week 10. 
cold sores. You want to get excited about Leonard Fournette coming back? That's all on you. I'm out. Low end number two for me with the hamstring. You got a workload shift between Carlos Hyde, Yeldon. I think you got a balance. I don't think they're going to try to push Fournette too much. Otherwise, they may lose him for the duration. Uh, a little bit, a deeper play of guys that I, I'm just the cautionary tale. Carson Wentz is going to be started in the most league. Dallas, ninth best against quarterbacks the last four 10 touchdowns allowed on the year. 23 sacks. They will get after him. Elshon Jeffrey as well. They've done a good job on the outside. Byron Jones, who's the only guy to show any kind of heart when Byron ran to the star. He he was the guy that went out there. He's been fantastic on the edge for the Dallas Cowboys in their secondary. So I'll give him a little bit of love as well. T.Y. Hilton, he's got Ramsey. Just the distribution of targets. I'm a little nervous as to how that plays out, whether Hilton can really be an impact player if he becomes more of a decoy running around. And then the Detroit Lions against the Bears, you've got Stafford, 10 sacks last week. Khalil Mack is back. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Return of the Mac one more time. And then carry on Johnson with uh, Theo Riddick back. Theo Riddick taking up some of those snaps uh, and opportunities from the departed Golden Tate. So carry on Johnson, more of a bystander. Remember, the Bears have not given up a rushing touchdown yet this year. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Will he or won't he? The status of Rob Gronkowski. We'll tell you what it is next here on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. If you ever miss the show, say you're running behind on a Sunday morning, but you want to get all the fantasy information and a look ahead to the games, just go to iTunes, subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekend. Weekends, that is. Download the show every single week. So even if you're an hour behind, maybe you missed some of Mike's hot plays at the top, we've got you covered before kickoff for you to check in. You could also check in on Twitter. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Reminder, Fox Football Fantasy brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. One of the questions that we get a lot is, is this guy going to play or not? Just yeah. simple as that. We get that on Twitter. And as Jared Rex tweets in, hey, Sony Michelle is coming back off of injury. He wants to know should he play Sony Michelle or Mark Ingram today? Sony Michelle and the Patriots going up against the Titans. Mark Ingram and the Saints on the road in Cincinnati taking on the Bengals. A quick answer to that question would be Michelle is expected to play. Yes. How much? That's what we have to guess. With the Patriots, I think you're in a position. Unlike most, right? We talked about Leonard Fournette off the off the top in the in the cold source is they're desperate, which means they may be pushing him back when they shouldn't be. Right? Mm-hmm. The Jaguars are trying to reestablish identity, and I think part of it is you know what this formula worked last year when Fournette was able to run. Bortles was much better. We need him on the field, even if he's at seventy percent or seventy five percent. We have no idea how well he's going to run. And, and how much of a role he's going to be able to play and be a difference maker. Sony Michelle, I think it's a different animal. You saw Cordell, Cordero Patterson run the ball quite well last week in a, in a rough spot, and they got very creative. That offense, that, was, that well, might have been the best coach game I've seen from Josh McDaniels in a long time. Well, isn't that then the point that we get to with Rob Gronkowski is here's a guy who is, we've heard a report from Ian Rappaport say, He's not going to play. Then Mike Reese of ESPN, who's close to the Patriots, says he hasn't been ruled out. But this was almost a similar situation to last weekend where you're wondering, okay, well, I've got Gronk. What do I do with Gronk? And 
what are the Patriots going to do? They're on a bye next week, so they would have the extra week. Mm-hmm. And it's just, Mike, it comes down to the situation of, I just can't trust Gronkowski. And I trust Rappaport's, not that I trust Rappaport's report more than Mike Reese's, but I don't think that New England would, maybe Gronk would get a touchdown. I don't think he would get seven catches for 120 yards and a score, which makes it the, oh, geez, I wish I should have played him sort of game. You no, can I- live without it. even without him if he's going to play at all, even on a limited basis. No, and last week we all got caught in the switches because he wasn't ruled out and the the opportunity was there. Thinking it's a, it's a big game, big Sunday night affair against Green Bay, kind of a statement mm-hmm. opportunity. Uh, here, as you say, bye week pending injury. He hasn't been great when he's been on the field. There have been a couple of big games and a couple of big catches, but only one touchdown to this point, so no domination uh, he did travel with the team, so that muddies things up a little bit. But, you know, going back to the original of Sony Michelle, if they're going to activate him and he's going to play, I have to believe that they'll give him a big workload. I still have James White ranked higher. White's a top 10 play. Michelle in that 18 to 20 range. So he's a, he's still on your, your board as a, a second running back, and depending on your running back depth, you get him into your lineup. But this is, an, this is also not a game where you're expecting – the Patriots to necessarily blow the doors off things. Titans, for for all the curiosities of their play calling and and problems throughout the year and, and ability to get the ball downfield into their wideouts, defensively they've been fantastic in in large stretches of the season. They're really good against the run. They 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 really are. Like so, if you're in in a matchup here as well as you talk about, okay, Michelle, maybe not going to be force fed. We've seen a team this New England Patriots team suit up two healthy running backs being James White and Kenyon Barner, and then all of a sudden put Cordell uh, Patterson in the backfield, and Cordell Cordell Patterson is running all over the place in in different ways and here and there. So, yeah, to your point, it's never a given to just be like, oh, yeah, okay, well, he's going to play, especially with New England. So I expect Gronk to be out. I don't expect a ton from Michelle today, especially against, as I said, a good Titans defense. Well, and you also get the curiosity of of what they're doing. You know, you've got – Burkhead coming back to practice. Not that it affects this week, but now, you know, he he's back in the mix as well, and he was expected to take on a role. So what is always a cloudy Patriots running back situation uh, will remain so uh, through the rest of the season anyway. Let's stick with this Patriots-Titans game, because and then we'll get to a mystery man clue. But the Josh Gordon project, and that's what we're going to call this. I like it. Not that he is a project, but the efforts that the New England Patriots had and have tried to get the ball to Josh Gordon week after week after week sure seems to have paid off at least last week when he ended up connecting on a big play with Tom Brady. How much do you like Josh Gordon and now his role that he has with the New England Patriots and how it actually turned into a big play a week ago? Week to week, growing 18 catches over the last four weeks. Two 100-yard games. The other two were smallish. You saw it last week. It was a, a, a pedestrian effort until the, the ball that uh, eluded the outstretched uh, interior receiver, uh, and then he <laughs> runs to daylight, right? So you, you finally get him back in the touchdown column first time since week five. But you, you have to like the matchup on the outside, right? As good as the Titans are on the interior against the run, exposed on the outside and from all reports all our expectations based on alignments to this point he's drawing Malcolm Butler 
and Malcolm Butler, <laughs> it could be the Malcolm Butler revenge game. You could try to sell it all you want. He's been awful. In, in every me- every measurable from any rating source, I know some folks have problem with pro football focus. Anybody that's watched Tennessee football, the guy on the couch drinking his eighth beer in the second quarter, he's still with it enough to know that Malcolm Butler's been awful. And one more thing on Gordon just by himself, in addition to who could possibly be on him today, caught five of the ten targets that he had a week ago just because they're connecting on a 50% clip. And I think at times it's actually been worse in other matchups this Mm -hmm. season. Doesn't mean New England is going to stop throwing to him. Sure. It doesn't matter. they, they, They want to continue to have that threat and for teams to see down the road when you're in the postseason to always be, well, they may we have to account for Josh Gordon going deep. And we have to account and Tom Brady's not going to be like, you know what, this isn't working. He's going to keep on doing it and keep on doing it and keep on doing it. And last week you saw, okay, at least one finally hit. Well that's just it, right? The much maligned Brady performance for much of the night as they ran the ball effectively. They got creative in their play calling and and they were a bit scattershot. And again, you got a lot of guys coming back off injuries into different roles, into different looks that you're trying to figure out. Cordero Paradis is a running back, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we saw that a couple of times in Oakland because they were trying to do anything to get him on the field when he was there. But here, legitimately, he became the between-the-tackles back. And so Brady wasn't effective and efficient for a chunk of that night, but it only takes one. You know, the outlier, we talked about Alshon Jeffrey again in the cold sores, but his efficiency rate last year, he only caught 50% of the balls thrown to him. He had nine touchdowns. Tell me those weren't different difference-making yeah. touchdowns en route to a Super Bowl championship. So, I mean, you've got opportunities that are going to be there. And for Gordon, he adds that different complexion to the offense. They're going to keep taking their shots. Before we get the latest from Kevin Figures, I want to get our first mystery man clue of week 10 this is where mike Harmon, excuse me gives you mystery man clues you got to figure out who the play is in week 10 of the national football league it's a guy that you got to get in your lineup your first clue for the mystery man in week 10 final two years of his collegiate career averaged 40.5 yards on his scoring plays (laughs) oh okay so let's just put it this way Big play receiver in his latter years in college. There you have it. There it is. That is clue number one for your mystery man of the week. Coming up next, it has been a heck of a week for the Los Angeles Rams. A week no one could have imagined. We'll tell you why, but first, Kevin Figures is here to give us the latest. All right, we'll start with college football where every team in the top 10 won on Saturday. Top-ranked Alabama notched a shutout win over number 16 Mississippi State, 24 to nothing. Tua Tagovailoa had a touchdown pass in that one. Second-ranked Clemson got 295 yards passing and two scores from Trevor Lawrence. They would beat Boston College on the road 27-7 to remain unbeaten. Third-ranked Notre Dame ran for over 360 yards. They blew out Florida State 42-13. Michigan and Georgia with victories. Oklahoma outlasted Oklahoma State 48-47. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, the Lakers beat the Kings 101-86. Dallas snapped Oklahoma City's seven-game win streak. 
Warriors were without Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Shaw Livingston. They still beat Brooklyn 116-100. Spurs, Wizards, and Pelicans with victories. Memphis beat the shorthanded 76ers in overtime. Clippers get a game-winning floater from Lou Williams with under a second remaining to beat the Bucks. Gentlemen, back to you. Oh, Kevin, breaking my heart here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Eric Bledsoe, a three that hit about, I don't know, seven parts of the rim at the (laughs) end of regulation. Sent it to overtime, and then Lou Williams had to ruin uh, part of my Saturday for me. Oh, well, it happens. You know, Lou Williams is a hero in my house. Have I ever told you the story? No. Because a couple years ago... You know, we we were part of a uh, Lakers season ticket package. I'll you know not get into my vitriolic rant. Season about ticket that. holder no, over no, no, here. No, oh, I got season tickets for the Lakers. No, no, That's... no portion, <laughs> a portion of one. That look, it went awry, <laughs> and I can do. Uh, I can go on a vitriolic rant this morning, but it's a Sunday. It's calm. It's been a rough week here in Southern <laughs> California, uh, as I know people have seen on the news, and everybody's trying to go one and zero today. I'm taking the Pat Fitzgerald approach to life. We're going to go 1-0. and We're going to find our wins. No question about it. But Lou Williams became a hero when he was still a member of the Lakers because Kobe Bryant, I, of all the games I got to go to at Staples, Kobe never played a single minute. <laughs> he didn't show up in a suit. He didn't show up anywhere. So I got the Lou Williams performance time and time and time again. And I'd bring my kids to the game, right? So they became very big fans of Lou Williams. So when he's having big games now for the Clippers, they're like, that's the guy we used to watch. Like, yeah. That's our guy. There it is. Our buddy, Lou Williams. <laughs> uh, the, the guy we came to see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, the Bucks saw a lot of them at least late yesterday in that Clippers win. Moving on back to the NFL. It's Week 10 is here. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. Reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get Mike over at Swollen Dome. The Rams lost last week to the Saints. Their first defeat of the season was something that, I, I spoke with Rams fans, people who follow the team, people who are fans of the team, and I heard this this week. I'm glad they lost. I'm glad that they didn't have that <laughs> hanging over their heads. And I do believe that there is something to that. I do believe that your focus can be switched to focusing on one thing that maybe isn't as important as another. I, I do believe that. I actually do subscribe to the a loss may be good for this team now when you see what the Rams have had to go through and you've seen what the people of Southern California had to go through over this last week a loss last week against the Saints obviously pales in comparison but the Rams had the news of the nightclub shooting near their facility on Thursday then the wildfires that continue to rage and hit Southern California by the way I'm not making excuses it's very dry here that's why my voice may sound a bit raspy. Your oh, voice no, may my, sound my a bit. Oh yeah. no, my throat hurts quite a bit. It's in it's in the studio. All our all our people have affected. LeBron James talked about it because you've got the fires up in Northern California yeah. as well. You the, you had a Rams team that couldn't practice on Friday. There were about forty five members of that team that had to be players and coaches included. About twenty players and coaches. It was forty five members as an organization that had to evacuate because of the fires. Sean McVay laid out some of the plans. They were going to try to check into their hotel early, even though it's a home game. They stay in a hotel the night before as a team that maybe they were going to have to do that on Friday. And now you've got the team outside of the Rams 
that maybe gave them one of their toughest, or outside of the Saints, excuse me, that gave them one of the toughest tests of the season, and that's the Seahawks coming to town today in Los Angeles. Seahawks and Rams, a 125 kickoff, which, by the way, is on CBS. You know, with the mix of the of the conferences now, you're going to see that one on CBS, but the Rams have got a lot going on, and a lot has gone on in the last week or so as their division rival now is into town. Yeah, it's tough to see. I mean, we, we talk about it in, in every walk of life uh, out there listening. Wherever you are, we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us uh, this Sunday morning as you're out and about, heading to and from services if you can. Uh, whatever you believe, you know, just offer up some good thoughts to the folks here, including the Rams. But, you know, we all, when we have issues in our lives, sometimes you just bury your head in your work. So maybe mm-hmm. you get an inspired effort from the Rams. They're ra- able to rally together. Possible they come out flat. You're still starting your normal bevy of Ram stars on the other side, you know, for the Seahawks, we're in that same question mark of the running game as to who's going to see the ball. Mike Davis right now penciled in as a second running back. Carson going to be a game time decision once again. Uh, so for fantasy purposes, I can't put him anywhere. I've, I've got that decision in every league yeah. that I'm in. I drafted him and took my shot that eventually he'd be the, the workhorse. And I'm, I'm not trusting that there's a workload there. I'm finding another option. There are reports, people in Seattle, that think that Chris Carson will give it a go, but just like he gave it a go last week against the Chargers and then couldn't finish the game, ends up being, okay, now they're relying on Mike Davis and Rashad Penny and maybe a C.J. Procise today, but if you have Chris Carson on your team, yeah, I'm staying away from that. And one of the other things with this matchup today, we know, we saw last year the Seahawks go to L.A. and actually get a win. It was a big play by Earl Thomas early in that game to knock a ball from Todd Gurley as he was trying to reach for the goal line that ended up being the difference. And Cooper Cup had a big drop in the game. But if you remember what happened in their earlier meeting in Seattle, Todd Gurley's fantasy numbers looked great because he had three touchdowns, but he was under four yards of carry in that game. Jared Goff's numbers may not look as great. However, the Rams were able to move the ball up and down the field at over 300 yards passing, also in a game that Brandon Cooks was knocked out and Cooper Cup were knocked out because of concussions. So you you didn't have a lot of didn't have a lot of options for the Rams. That's when Josh Reynolds ended up making an appearance. So when you see this game play out, you say, "Oh, it's Gurley going to run over the Seahawks." I think that the Rams can get it done through the air today because I think the Seahawks are going to say, "We'll give you all you want in the air, but when it gets down to the red zone, that's where we're going to try to stop you." I like the Rams. I like all the guys that you talked about today uh, of Woods and Cooks and Cup to play against the Seahawks, who may be without Bradley McDougald, which is a big loss in their secondary. Yeah, I think as we're looking at daily fantasy plays, the contrarian is going to be a Russell Wilson, and maybe you team him up with with Lockett or you want to go down a little deeper for David Moore, that there's going to be some scoring in this game. Uh, We've seen the Rams – uh, as much as that pass rush is, when it gets home, it's it's as fierce as it gets. But you're looking at a, a lot of opportunity in the secondary. So I think this one could open up uh, by the numbers. You'd probably look to bench Wilson. I, I'm on the other side. I, I think this is one where I'm pushing him forward that there's enough big plays. And the fact that he's starting to tuck the ball and run again a little bit adds a little complexion to this offense that has been missing. Chargers shut them down last week. We'll see how they bounce back today in Southern California. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. Again, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox, Mike. They can get you at. Find me over at Swollen Dome as we come to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? 
It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Brian C. says he picked up Allen Robinson off of waivers as the Bears that? wide receiver is healthy today against the Lions. The question is, well, you could get some wins on the shores of Lake Michigan. Is Allen Robinson worth a play where Darius Slay won't play today for Detroit? Big help as you go through looking at that secondary. And remember, Allen Robinson, while they'll take shots with him downfield, he's more of the intermediate route runner and then looking for a little bit of yak. It's Gabriel and it's Miller, and it's a little bit of Tariq Cohen on those wheel routes that you're looking downfield. Robinson, I think, just fine. I've got him in as a number three. Again, the Bears, for a couple of weeks, played it safe. Big part of their stretch of their schedule. I know I, I hear my my voice in, in my head uh, over the course of Look, it's, it's the team that I follow. The next three weeks, Detroit, Minnesota, Detroit. So they held Khalil Mack out. They held Robinson out. Both probably could have been back for the Buffalo game. They said, you know what? We can take care of business. And boy, did they. Wasn't pretty, but 40 points is 40 points. And so now they come back, they're healthy, and they'll get back to their usual target target counts and sack totals, as you will. Again, that's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. Ezekiel Elliott says tonight in Philadelphia is a must-win for the Dallas Cowboys. But will they win? That answer next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Test one, test two. Coming down in three, two. Watch the historic head-to-head 18-hole duel between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson for a winner-take-all $9 million competition. This highly anticipated showdown between two legendary golfers who have won a combined 19 majors comes to you live from Las Vegas Friday, November 23rd. Capital One, the match, will be available at BR.Live in pay-per-view starting at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, noon Pacific. For further details of this first-of-its-kind for further details of this first-of-its-kind event, visit BR.Live or contact your pay-per-view. For further details of this first-of-its-kind event, visit BR.Live or contact your pay-per-view provider today. You won't want to miss it. Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. First mystery man clue was in the final two years of his college career, averaged more than 40 yards on scoring plays. That is the first clue. It's a guy you got to get in your lineup this week in week 10. Do you have a second clue for us for the mystery man? Big plays plays continue, Dan, here in the NFL. Four games with a catch of at least 38 yards this season for the Mystery Man. All right. We have got Marcus Hughes tweeting in, is the mystery player Maurice Harris of the Washington Redskins? No, it is not. I will say that. But Maurice Harris is on the, the longer list of your hot plays or sleeper, flyer, ninja options as much as I absolutely abhor that game and going anywhere near it for a fantasy purposes. You want to go contrarian and you want to just roll the dice? Yeah, Tampa Bay is that bad. 22 touchdowns allowed, one interception on the year. Harris, 10 catches last week. But, Dan, you and I and the old hogs are being suited up and sized up (laughs) to come play offensive line. They are missing four starters on the offensive line, several of whom have already gone to injured reserve. Yeah, sure. For Laval, done for the year. Trent Williams continues to be out with his thumb injury. No Jamison Crowder at the wide receiver position, which may allow 
Maurice Harris an opportunity to go back-to-back weeks. But, yeah, to your point, it's up in the air. It's up in the air with the Buccaneers as well of who's going to get what. Mike right. Evans is a bit dinged up. Adam Humphreys was the, the real big winner last week. A couple of touchdowns, 86 yards against Carolina. So or eighty two yards, I gave him four more. That's okay. You can give him four more. <laughs> the the point being is Ryan Fitzpatrick. When you thought maybe oh now Deshaun Jackson's going to get his way, seemed to be Adam Humphreys the one that benefited from the Ryan Fitzpatrick starting. Well, we know this: the Redskins can't. They've been really good against the run until last week, where they were gashed a little bit against the pass. You can make some big plays. We saw that going up and over the top, and and once again, it's the Ryan Fitzpatrick has no conscience part of our our program as you've got all of those options available and OJ Howard has been an absolute beast the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see how much we see a little maybe a little more of Cameron Brait as well today with Evans a, a bit banged up but the re- the reality is for Washington I think they they've hit their wall right I don't think behind that offensive line Adrian Peterson's a guy that has to be on the cold sore deeper part of things because he's the starter he's still probably going to show up in flex plays or deeper rb2s just based on expected of a expectations of a double digit touch count but in terms of actual performance again behind that offensive line i can't expect much it's going to be a happy surprise because it also missing from the offense paul richardson's now out as well so i mean you're just talking about that's six of your front 11 (laughs) I know. I just don't know if the Buccaneers like to tackle. That's no, just the they, only no, thing. That, there, there's a lot of evidence, Dan, that that is, in fact, the case. Fox Football Fantasy is brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. On Monday night, Amari Cooper made his Dallas Cowboys debut and caught a touchdown pass from Dak Prescott, but it was in a loss against the Tennessee Titans. I told you before, Ezekiel Elliott called this week's game against the Eagles a must-win game. Along those lines, it's also the debut of Golden Tate in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform. It's the Sunday night game of the week. Cowboys and Eagles from Philadelphia with the Birds, a touchdown favorite. It's funny. On paper, folks don't don't like the, the play of Golden Tate, and I've seen a lot of uh, punditry wondering aloud what he's – well, you know what? He's the guy that went for 8-132-2 and two against them earlier this season. So a lot of the production that you do see uh, and when people are trying to minimize what they've done, no, uh, out of the slot, Golden Tate gashed them time and time again, and now you have to pick your poison between he and Zach Ertz in that regard. I, I like my chances for them to break. Now, Wentz was on the Colts were just because the overall numbers are not going to be impressive for the quarterback. That doesn't mean that the wide receivers between the 20s can't put up their numbers. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, we'll, we'll look to Amari Cooper as a three hoping that another week, I mean, because he did score a touchdown, you did go over 50 receiving yards, and you can push a little bit. But for Ezekiel Elliott, tough sledding. Still in your lineup, but you're hoping for Yak as a receiver. That's where you're pinning your hopes as opposed to being able to ground and pound on the with the run game. Eagles coming off of a bye, and the last time that they played, it was the emergence of Josh Adams, the rookie running back from Notre Dame, 
I like Josh Adams this week. If you're in a situation where maybe you've got Philip Lindsay or you've got a handcuff situation where you had Latavius Murray and Dalvin Cook and you're just looking for a running back to play this week, I like Josh Adams. It may not be every week, but I like him just because of the role that he has within the Philadelphia offense. You know what? I think the curiosity is they're trying. They're going to try to see if they have a hot hand, right? You got yep. one week. Give him another week of work in the practice game, and you haven't seen greatness from the others, so give roll the dice. The Raiders have been anything but hot over the last couple of weeks, but does that change against their rival? We'll talk about it next. Getting you set for Week 10 of the National Football League. It has been a crazy week. Des Bryant signed by the Saints, then lost for the year with a ruptured Achilles. Will he or won't he report? The Le'Veon Bell saga continues, and right now it doesn't look good for Le'Veon Bell playing for the Steelers this year. Report saying that he is not going to report by his Tuesday deadline. That would be very good news for James Conner owners in fantasy football. However, the Steelers running back did suffer a concussion in their Thursday night blowout win against the Carolina Panthers. By the way, a cautionary tale. And the tradition continues in fantasy football. You trade away a player, and then you face that player, and he erupts. Just take one guess who I traded away earlier this year that happens to be a running back from the Carolina Panthers that I traded to the guy that I'm playing this week. Oh, boy. Yeah, one yeah. Christian McCaffrey. The three-week period that he has had. <laughs> but here's the thing. When you traded away Christian McCaffrey, he had one touchdown through six weeks of, of play of this National Football League season. That offense was stagnant, and then all of a sudden Norvell Turner starts working some magic. The touch count goes up, and all of a sudden the explosiveness, and you get that third touchdown. That's the one that's really the kicker yes, for you, Dan. Yes, that was. Right? It's like, all right, it's a two-touchdown game when it mattered. And you're like, that's fine. But it's that, oh, by the way, third touchdown. Look, for fantasy purposes, always matters. A lot of times for gambling purposes, those have meaning. Didn't in this case. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that third one coming in, yeah, that's a kick in the teeth. I was I was like, gosh, isn't Cameron Artis Payne still on this team to take any of these, you know, Nicely carries done. and yards? Yeah, he was What about CJ Anderson? <laughs> yeah, CJ Isn't that why you have other running backs on the team? Oh well. Hey. Needless to say, starting this week from a bit of a deficit in fantasy football. Just a wee bit. Just to throw out, you know, we talked about the operational efficiency of Michael Thomas earlier in the show, right? 70 catches on 79 targets. Christian McCaffrey coming into this week's game had been off the field for eight offensive snaps. Wow. Eight Jesus. snaps. Anytime he'd come off the field, he's right next to the coach going, I'm going back in. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going back in. I'm not giving up snaps. So whatever whatever about Christian McCaffrey and and even the early struggles, like guy doesn't want to take a playoff. He thinks the next one's the great one. And I loved the Michael Thomas celebration. And it was great to see Joe Horn trending on Twitter. And then enough people. There were some, by the way, that didn't get the reference. Of, of what Michael Thomas yeah. was doing as it was happening, which was quite a shame because Joe Horn had a decent NFL career. Yeah, he did. He, he did. And that's what he's known for. And for Michael Thomas to pay homage to him, kudos to Michael Thomas. It's a former player on that team. It wasn't like he was doing something that another player did in another city. I know it cost him thirty grand, but I actually liked what Michael Thomas did. I, I dug throwback week nine. Okay, right? The... First, you have the the telephone celebration, and I know Dan, I talked a little bit with Jonas about it uh, earlier 
this morning, the idea being that you have the the homage, but Dan Patrick has the man cave, right? And he'll say, hey, you know, can I get that? I want that burner phone. I, I don't, not the one he used. I want the one that's in the other pylon, right? Because there's another one yes. there. And, and and when they unearth it, I want it. I want Michael Thomas to figure out a place to sign it, and I want <laughs> that flip is. phone uh, forever. So that was great. And as much as people wanted to hate on Bayard running to the, to star. the star, I thought it was fantastic because just, all right, let's finish throwback weekend. And it was funny on Twitter. Immediately people were going at Chad Ochocinco. It's like, who's going to wear the Hall of Fame jacket? <laughs> who's going to do one of yours? Who's going to do the little uh, – uh, Irish dancing. Who's gonna do that? <laughs> I loved. I just. I love that it was a flip phone too. Oh, that, absolutely. That, that it wasn't he a he, smartphone. That yeah. He said it took phone. some work to go find those, and it was funny. We we're at the soccer field, right? My kids in the playoffs, and little boy comes running by. He goes, "Look what I found!" And it was a flip phone. I'm like, I looked at my brothers who were in town for the weekend. I go, I don't know that he should have picked it up. <laughs> Normally, you have flip phones. <laughs> if you're finding a flip phone. May or may not have been touched by people of ill repute. <laughs> I thought it was a great, it, and and it's not my thirty thousand dollars, so I actually thought it was even better. It is Fox <laughs> Sports Sunday. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Before we get into Chargers and Raiders, let's get to the guys that you got to get in your lineup for Week Ten of the National Football League season. These are guys that you got to play. They are your Hot plays. Let's get after it. Yeah, Andy Dalton going up against New Orleans. That's going to be one of the games of the day, Dan. Uh, Offenses on display. And curiosity, who picks up alongside Tyler Boyd? No A.J. Green in this one, but Giovanni Bernard returns. But New Orleans, last four games, second most fantasy points per game allowed to opposing quarterbacks, nearly 26 per game. Get them on, get them over, get them in. Baker Mayfield going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta defense, seven straight top 15 performances against them. And you're looking at an opportunity here. Atlanta's been killed in the slot, so Jarvis Landry owners, they've been a little nervous the last couple of weeks. Slow efforts, I'll get him back in. And Joku, he's banged up, but so long as he's on the field, you get after it. Five of his six games with Baker Mayfield, he's gone for at least 50 yards or scored. And for Mayfield, we know that he loves to wing it around, trying to show that leadership. I like that he's been vocal as Hugh Jackson does the It's Not My Fault tour. That he just says, you know, forget it. I'm taking, I'm the captain of this show. That would be now. a great concert t shirt. The It's Not My Fault Tour. I, 2018. I, you know what? I might actually produce those t shirts, Dan. Let's, <laughs> let's get at it. Let's those, design those for your holiday season. So when the president, uh, the president, when the present, wow, that was a slip, wasn't it? Uh, when the presents that you open don't quite fit, Mom or dad can just point to the shirt. Not my fault. <laughs> Not my fault to her 2018 of the holidays. Aaron Jones, we've been talking about him for a while. Finally got the ball last week. Season high, 16 touches against the New England Patriots. Like the opportunity here. The Green Bay offensive line, this one courtesy of Roto World. I just love the stats so much I have to bring it out. Averaging 3.3 yards per rush before contact. That's how good that wow. line has been uh, at spots this year. And over the last six weeks, uh, you look at Miami giving up 5.1 yards per carry. So let's get on on that one. Deion Lewis, 42 touches the last two weeks. Derrick Henry, who? Who? Second most receiving yards allowed to opposing backs, the New England Patriots. So we get him in. Marcus Mariota will take a shot as well, uh, even though it's not pretty at time and 
well, you can roll a dice and try to guess who's actually going to catch the ball for them. But six of the last eight weeks, the Patriots have allowed a top 12 score against them. We get Josh Gordon in. He's got Malcolm Butler. Have fun with that. Uh, And I feel like I need to say it because once upon a time, it was a Ronco said it and forget it. Go look up the reference on YouTube. David Johnson, actually worth playing in your fantasy line. He's been on the bench for a lot of teams for a while. And and on mine, he doesn't make it because I've got Tevin Coleman and James Conner. He doesn't see the field. Today, I, I get him in. I have got a shocking David Johnson stat that I will reveal in 10 minutes. Okay? It is shocking. I don't want to give it away right now. That's what you call it. in 10 minutes, you will be so surprised by this stat. Professional tease right there. And for your daily fantasy player, if you've been stashing him all year, maybe you want him on the waiver wire this week. Duke Johnson, with everybody getting fired, they actually realize, hey, we got a guy that can catch. And give us a little bit of yak. Nine catches, 78 yards, two scores last week. Opportunity knocks again as the high-power Falcons come in to play the Cleveland Browns. This one should open up a little bit as well. Baker Mayfield will find Duke often again. Falcons at Browns, 1 o'clock Eastern time kickoff. One of the spots that you're going to see some chilly weather today, about 35 degrees at kickoff. A little bit better in Cincinnati, but not much. Kansas City under 40 today. And Green Bay, as you mentioned, with Aaron Jones as a play. It's going to be chilly for those Dolphins going to Titletown. And that is a game that is uh, about 31 degrees. It's also going to be a later kickoff. So you're going to have the opportunity for temperatures to drop later on in that game. Let's uh, Speaking of chilly weather, let's get to the guys that you don't want to touch, you don't want to see, you don't want anything to do with. They are your... Cold sores. For week 10 in the National Football League. Oh, locked and load. First, we look in that what should be, at least on paper, a fantastic opportunity for Alex Smith in that offense for Washington. Why? Because Tampa doesn't want to tackle. They don't want to do anything. We talked about it a little earlier in the show. 22 touchdowns allowed, only one interception. Five straight games, no turnovers. Not good for anybody. Not However, good at all. When you have four of your offensive linemen unavailable to you, very difficult proposition. Alex Smith, a guy I'd start in a daily league because you're going to be able to get great value on him in terms of what he costs against your budget. But for regular fantasy purposes, I'm not pinning what's now the playoff push on him being able to find receiver X. Vernon Davis is a guy I would stream maybe between the 20s, taking a look at the target count that he's had. But beyond that, difficult proposition. Also, Adrian Peterson. Again, the offensive line has just been decimated by injury. Carryon Johnson, theoretics back in the mix now, picking up some of those touches vacated by Golden Tate. And you look at the Bears, they've not allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back. They did have Nathan Peterman go in last week in the, oh, by the way, <laughs> touchdown. But you look at Johnson against the Bears, the best against running backs, giving up fewer than 12 fantasy points per game to the position. Uh, impressive stuff. Also, Matthew Stafford, offensive line, struggled last week, uh, and that's being kind against the Minnesota Vikings. Khalil Mack uh, is back and ready to roll after taking a couple of weeks off, and he's got Matthew Stafford in his sights, so we have that. Uh, don't like the Drake. I can't say I hate the Drake because people take that out of context and think I have a I have a problem with Kenyon Drake as opposed to referencing a <laughs> 25-year-old <laughs> Seinfeld episode. But with Drake, you got more Frank Gore. Uh, Drake missed a block, and this one was so egregious that Brock Oswald, he should be buying him dinner for the rest of his life because it could have cost him 
well, whatever's left of Brock Osweiler's career. But you saw a lot more of Frank Gore after that, and that's usually the script anyway. Leonard Fournette, I can't trust him. You want to have at it. Back end number two for me, maybe a flex play uh, in, in your desperation. Coming off the hamstring injury, I think they're desperate to get him back and hoping that there's some balance. I know he practiced in full this week. I'm still not rolling the dice with my fantasy fortunes. This is going to be your answer on whether Jacksonville's season is lost or not. It's this week coming off of the bye. How does this team respond? Road game at Indianapolis. I think this tells you all you need to know about what's going to happen with the Jaguars the rest of the season. We'll find out today. I concur. You're looking at uh, trying to grasp straws, and I, I think that's the – the difficult part of here is trying to de- determine exactly, you know, you can tell me all you want, Fournette practiced in full this week. How much of his return is you're desperate to try to find that balance that was so successful for you and to take that pressure off your defense that's been carved up, right? Last four weeks, giving up 21 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, which is uncharacteristic. Ramsey, yeah, he's he's had his moments, but on the whole, they're not getting to the the quarterback as well. And you're seeing the chirping in the locker room. So how much of this is we? If we can get Fournette at whatever percent of his normal self, Blake Bortles will suddenly straighten up, fly right, and we'll have some sort of balance. I say not so fast. Indianapolis's defense playing well offensively. They're clicking both uh, in the run game with Marlon Mack and Luck downfield. I think this is a tough day. I've got the Colts as one of my streamer defenses for the week. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We've had two mystery man clues. I'll just sum it up this way. Big play receiver when it came to scores in college. Big play receiver when it comes to the NFL. Our final clue for the mystery man is? He is a fifth-round pick. A fifth-round pick, a guy that you got to get in your lineup. We'll reveal it at the bottom of the hour. Plus, in six minutes, I will give you a stat that will blow your mind when Woo-hoo! it comes to one David Johnson of the Arizona Cardinals. But before that, I want to let you know that you can find the show on iTunes. Just subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends and download the show every single week. I mentioned Chargers Raiders a while ago. This is a game in Oakland. The Raiders have been blown out their last four games Saw a stat yesterday, they've lost by 14 points or more in four straight weeks. You've got a Chargers team that is now coming in after a big win in Seattle. I mentioned the Rams having to deal with the fires in Southern California. Raiders were affected by it with the campfire in Northern California. To me, it's just a tough, tough spot for the Raiders considering how everything is gone. I just don't see it getting better today against the Bolts. They are 10.5 to 11-point underdogs, and that seems like it's pushing higher. Uh, as we get closer towards kickoff, just from a, an offensive standpoint, there's no breakout performer here. There's no, there's no wide receiver that you have to worry about. Jordy Nelson is is just another guy. You got rid of Amari Cooper. Jared Cooks disappeared. Right, he had a couple of big weeks to start like, to start the year. It's like okay, they found an option down the seams. This will stretch. This will give out. No, forget it. Marshawn Lynch goes to IR. Doug Martin is just a guy, and the way the script works. You can't play him because as soon as they're down, he's not on the field. He doesn't catch mm-hmm. passes. He doesn't block. And he doesn't do much of anything except run between the tackles uh, at, at his anemic, I think it's like, what, 3.7 yard per carry rate. So more DeAndre Washington. 
more Jalen Richard, but you can't start them either because you have no idea how that workload split works. Derek Carr's a no-go. I, I didn't even put him on the cold sore list because I figured, well, why waste my breath? So <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Just go through it. Phillip Rivers, the only quarterback this year to throw multiple touchdown passes in every game. You look at the Williamses, uh, Mike and Tyrell Williams, two of the top four long play receivers in the game, Keenan Allen, Cried for the ball last week, and he got it. All three of those guys are worthy plays going in this week, and obviously Melvin Gordon, an absolute beast. And if you're in deeper leagues, or maybe you want to get a, you've got a guy you don't particularly like, Eckler, worth a play. He's going to see ten or twelve touches before this one ends. That's a uh, four oh five Eastern time kick on Fox. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. It's Who Day versus Who Dat in Cincinnati, and it's Who's That against Who's That with the Jets and Bills. We'll explain next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. David Johnson of the Arizona Cardinals. Longest run of the year, 21 yards. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, his longest run of the year, 23 yards. Those teams play today. Yes, the quarterback of the Chiefs has a longer run than the starting running back of the Arizona Cardinals. You say, oh, well, that's just maybe cherry-picking stats. The point is, is David Johnson was known as a big play guy two years ago. At least half of the games that he had in this 2016 season were had runs longer than 21 yards. Now, Mike, 21 yards is his longest run of this season, where last week in a win against the 49ers, his longest run, or the last time they played, 13 yards. Yeah, so, no, it's, so it's, it's just not... The big play ability, and you talk about offensive line, the Cardinals are another team that is banged up on up front, but the big play ability of David Johnson, at least running the ball, just isn't there this season. No, and that's where I'm banking on it and putting him in as a, a hot play of a guy that I'll push back into my lineup with a little more confidence today. As you're looking at Kansas City, if the game script holds, right, you're, you're looking at a 16, 17-point favorite are the Kansas City Chiefs that you're, you're throwing the ball a ton and they're giving up nearly 72 yards per game to opposing running backs as receivers <laughs> in each game. So the opportunity is there off the dump and a little bit of yak, and that's why you're also looking at Larry Fitzgerald and you're looking at Christian Kirk. It's not that it's going to be pretty. I'm certainly not saying, hey, look at Arizona. They're upset-minded. No, no, no. This is the full-on expectation of second-half garbage points. And for fantasy purposes, they all count just the same. For the over and under, they all count just the same. For the spread, they all count the same. But for for David Johnson, it's been an awful year. Last week was his only his second 100-yard total yard game of the year. The Cardinals coming in banged up in Kansas City. Chiefs have their own injury issues. Eric Berry obviously dealing with his. And Sammy Watkins not likely to go today, according to Ian Rappaport. Maybe I think they'll be some, okay without yeah, him. Maybe it has something to do with that 17-point spread. Yeah, you, you might want to just sit him down for a week. Uh-oh. It's that time again. We go to the great state of Alabama, the one and the only B.A. joining us live here on Fox Sports Sunday with a fantasy dilemma like no other. Morning, B.A. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, there you go. What? <laughs> have something in common uh, outside of our devastating charm. I, I traded Christian McCaffrey early this year 
for Marquise Goodwin because I had Jimmy Garoppolo, and that went south pretty quick. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I feel Maybe your pain. Year. I feel your pain. What do you got this week? All right, uh, this is a weird question, and I, I I got a quarterback, and then I have four uh, wide receivers. Um, Aaron Rodgers or Andy Dalton? I know that's a weird question, but I think I might know what you're going to say there. Uh, and then rank these four uh, wide receivers for me. Taylor Gabriel, Calvin Ridley, roll tide, uh, Marquise Goodwin, and uh, M.V. Scantlin, that new uh, stud for the uh, Packers. Rank those four. And uh, before I go, I want to thank every veteran out there. And remember, today, on today in 1921, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier – was uh dedicated so you know unknown but not forgotten absolutely. thank you guys i love your show listen to you later and rolls out america absolutely ba we appreciate it he's got his four there that no nicknames this week but who do you like of the four yeah i was gonna say he, he cut out the nicknames went straight to the chase uh well first off the quarterback position is easy i love andy dalton but aaron Rodgers is lockstep in your starting lineup, going up against Miami, opportunity there. Uh, as you know, I, I love me some MVS. Uh, so it, while he's not ranked first, he's certainly going to be in our lineup here. I think Ridley going up against Cleveland, I'll give him the number one nod. We'll go MVS number two. Number three is going to be Gabriel. Number four is Goodwin. I can't trust it. I love Mullins. It's a great story, and the Giants aren't much better. Than, than the Raiders when it's all said and done. Pass rush about his non-existent, uh, but I can't trust Goodwin. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. It is week 10 of the National Football League, but it's time to take a look back at week 9 when Mike Harmon was dealing out winners left and right. Let's pop in the CD. Harmon's Greatest Hits. How about we look at Nick Chubb? 38 touches over the last two weeks. He is the man. Mayfield under center. Wants the crowd to quiet. Underneath center. First and goal. Takes the snap. Gives it. Left side. Chubb dancing. Cutting. Going in. Touchdown, Nick Chubb. I do think this is a sneaky play for Amari Cooper as a number three. Get him in right away. That they try to go up over the top. Second and goal back at the four. Prescott's in an empty gun again. Got a receiver each way wide. Back to throw. Looks for a fade. Left side. Ball is caught. Diving to the pylon. Touchdown. Amari Cooper. Welcome to Texas, young man. And then, obviously, Fitzmagic is back in. Carolina, six straight games with multiple touchdown passes allowed. As much as I love the Panthers and what they've been doing, still susceptible to big plays downfield. From the five-yard line, the quiz Rogers down the backfield, dropping Fitzpatrick, looking Fitzpatrick, goes up, slap ball caught by Adam Humphreys, touchdown Tampa Bay. What a dart thrown by Ryan Fitzpatrick. There it is, your greatest hits for week nine of the National Football League, courtesy of the one and the only Mike Harmon. Thanks, buddy. No, we've had a good run. It's been a good year, especially at the quarterback and wide receiver position uh, each and every week. Punch in the weekly rankings to the Fantasy Pros site against the other uh, would-be knuckleheads in the fantasy industry. And and for purposes of rankings, uh, wide receiver and quarterback, we've had some great success. Running back position, just like it is in the NFL, a little bit more of a uh, scary and jumbled proposition. You mentioned the 49ers and Giants. Playing on Monday Night Football, no Pierre Garçon, as you mentioned, for San Francisco. 
Getting a lot of George Kittle questions. Brown Trucker actually wants to know if he can use George Kittle as his flex above Isaiah Crowell of the New York Jets. So you could go Kittle there. Also, Adam Keith Williams has George Kittle and Gronk. I would say Kittle in a landslide just because we don't know about Gronk's status. Yeah, even with Kittle being banged up, uh, all reports are that he was still play and, and he'll still be part of this. And and for Mullins, now you've got a full week of practice as the starter. So the opportunity there, again, against the Giants front that hasn't had much of a pass rush, and we've seen them be susceptible down the seam. So Kittle uh, has been a week-to-week starter. Uh, I know when we look at Gronk, it's tough because a lot of people are thinking it's like Le'Veon Bell where it's a wasted roster spot of a second-round or third-round pick. Uh, at this point, he doesn't have a contract uh, problem that's going to preclude him from playing again. So he stays on your roster. It, it, you may hate having him on the bench, but he's there. But George Kittle is certainly one of those guys that right now has been a top-five lockstep every week. The lonesome kicker has C.J. Uzoma and Evan Ingram to play at his tight end position. Uzoma and the Bengals taking on the Saints, Ingram and the Giants in San Francisco to face the Niners. I think with a few more weeks under his belt, I'm going to look at Evan Ingram a few slots higher. I am curious to see how Cincinnati makes up for the loss of A.J. Green. One of the stats that comes out, you look at just the percentage of targets, you're looking at like 42% of all of Andy Dalton's targets were towards A.J. Green. A bit myopic, one might say. So that those get dispersed, so it's a question of how much is Bernard and Mixon how much does Tyler Boyd, does he pick up an extra slot uh, or two, John Ross, and then obviously Azuma. But uh, I'm going to look for Evan Ingram on Monday Night Football. Eli Manning quietly second most passing yards per game average of his career. Yes, they haven't found the end zone, but they'll move the sticks. So especially in PPR leagues, I think Ingram will have value. And Eli is starting this week. We don't know about week 11, but we do know he's starting in week 10. That's not the uh, vote of confidence one wants. Hey, you get one more week. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports, ah, Fox Football Fantasy on Fox Sports Radio. That's what I was going for. Reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Reminder, we're brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Coming up next, we re- we reveal the mystery man of Week 10 in the National Football League. But first, Kevin Figures is here to give us the latest. Okay, guys, we'll start with college football where every team in the top 10 did win on Saturday. Top-ranked Alabama notching a shutout victory over number 16 Mississippi State, 24 to nothing. Quarterback Tua Tagovailoa had a touchdown pass for Alabama. Number two, Clemson got 295 passing yards and two touchdowns from Trevor Lawrence in a 27-7 road win over 17th-ranked Boston College. Third-ranked Notre Dame got 202 yards rushing from Dexter Williams as well as a couple of touchdowns. They hammered Florida State 42-13. Georgia and Michigan would blow out victories. Oklahoma outlasted Oklahoma State 48-47. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, the Lakers beat the Kings in Sacramento 101-86. Dallas snapping Oklahoma City seven-game win streak with a 111-96 victory as Luka Doncic scored 22 points. Warriors got 28 points from Kevin Durant and 27 from Quinn Cook. They would beat the Nets 116-100. Wizards, Spurs, and Pelicans with victories. Memphis beat the shorthanded 76ers in overtime. Ditto for the Clippers. They get an overtime victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Guys, back to you. Thank you very much, Kevin. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, he's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. It's time for the reveal. He was a fifth-round pick that was a big play player, not only in college, but also in the National Football League. Those were your three mystery man clues, and we've gotten some guesses. We've gotten... Uh, Eek tweeting in Tyreek Hill, Justin Vance, Brandon Cooks. Who is the mystery man for Week 10? The aforementioned Marcus Valdez Gantling. Ooh. There you go. Mystery man. Fifth fifth round pick out of Southern Florida, right? South Florida, 75 catches, 1294, 11 touchdowns as a receiver. Uh, he did play two years at NC State, so why we say the last two years of his college career, because you got that little bit of a split. But, yeah, nearly 41 yards per per play on his 12 touchdowns as a member of the Bulls. Just some of the catches that he had in that game against New England a week ago shows you that he is an NFL-caliber receiver. I got to say, I got a little bit salty at times because – all credit was given to Aaron Rodgers. And, I don't know. Give the kids some some, sure. some love. I mean, there were a couple of big plays he made. That, not that the ball wasn't in a catchable spot, right? Aaron Rodgers, one of your most accurate quarterbacks we've ever seen. And I know the deification issue, especially when you're going goat versus second goat or whatever the hell we're doing with, with Rodgers versus Brady. But, you know, give, give the, the rookie some credit. He came up with some big plays. I'm going to throw this out there. Special day. Our good buddy Kevin Figures has got a run. He's got some other duties on this Sunday for the NFL. So we're going to open it up. The phone numbers, 877-99-ON-FOX. That's 877-996-6369. One lucky caller may have the chance to be a member of our Fox family and play the feud today. The feud coming up in about 10 minutes or so but the phone number 877-99-ON-FOX it's 877-996-6369 yes you could be a member of the Fox family and play the feud with us today we got more games to cover before the feud we've touched on a bunch of them but we haven't touched on Bill's Jets yeah buddy Josh McCown Barkley yeah Josh McCown against Matt Barkley one o'clock eastern time start Robbie Anderson Doubtful for the Jets today. I do think an argument could be made, Mike, that the chances of the Jets winning did not fluctuate one bit with the (laughs) word that Sam Darnold was not going to start. And it's not because, well, Darnold has had his issues, sure. You're going to have rookie growing pains. There's nothing wrong with that. But also, Josh McCown is a very, very good veteran backup quarterback, and Going up against the Bills team today that has their own issues uh, at quarterback, I don't think that the Jets are going to be as hampered as maybe other teams would be in not having their starting quarterback. I think this actually works to their advantage for for a couple of reasons. I mean, you just look at the long tooth. I don't want to call him the you know old quarterback, but Josh McCown's seen a bit of everything, right? He's been in out of the league. He's returned. He's played on some pretty bad teams. He's on one here ostensibly as a mentor, but now back in the lineup with Darnold shut down for a little bit here that you've got a guy that knows he's not the long-term answer to anything, and that's part of the Ryan Fitzpatrick 
philosophy of let's just wing it around. Like, let's do our best while we're at, we have it. And there's nobody from the Jets receiving core that stands out that you say, okay, I've got to take a flyer on. Maybe it's Jermaine Curse. Maybe if you want to go a little, Anunua is back and, and playing. Maybe, maybe you want to do that. But for Josh McCown, I like the opportunity because the Jets' defense should be able to get the ball from Matt Barkley, who hasn't had a snap since 2016. <laughs> That's true. Right? That's... This is the next up in the Bills' Bills roster. Like, LaShawn McCoy, I guess, is a back-end number two as a receiver. The Jets blitz on a third of defensive snaps, which means they're going to get to Barkley, which means, hot route! Get the ball out. <laughs> so maybe you have one broken tackle and some yak from there. But, you know, otherwise, you know, you're, you're not going to Isaiah Crowell. He's been awful except for that one big game. So he's out, and he's losing snaps to Cannon. Uh, and and now you've also got um, McGuire coming back last week. So that's split, so I want no part of that. But Josh McCown, who he's throwing it to, not sure. But the opportunity potentially to break the funk because Buffalo, the Buffalo defense has been great against opposing fantasy quarterbacks, but I think they might just have one too many point-blank range chances this week out. The Atlanta Falcons are in Cleveland taking on the Browns, a Browns team that will play game two, if you will, underneath interim head coach Greg Williams. This Browns team, Mike, is in so desperate need of a bye, and that comes next week. I just wonder what happens today with Denzel Ward, the rookie cornerback, having a hip issue. David Njoku, you talked about the tight end, dinged up a bit. Are there opportunities, at least for the Browns, to have some success today against Atlanta, who's coming off of a huge win against the Washington Redskins? Yeah, I think we'd see a lot of points in this game. Over-under sitting at 51.5. Last I looked, you've got Mayfield going up against, uh, as we talked about in the hot plays, a a team in Atlanta that's given up seven straight top 15 performances to opposing quarterbacks. We know about all the injuries defensively, bringing in Bruce Irvin. They'll roll the dice that the fountain of youth or maybe just getting out of a bad work environment will help uh, rejuvenate him. But you're looking at Duke Johnson finally back as part of that offense. He'd been in, in bubble wrap for weeks. There's a playmaker out of the backfield as a, as a receiver uh, that, that helped to, to open things up. But we saw a pretty good effort from them in spots last week. I expect it again. So Jarvis Landry uh, out of the slot should have some success. That's where Atlanta's been hit uh, hard over the course of the year. We talked about Njoku uh, on the other and Nick Chubb. We get him in as a number two. You know, don't want to dismiss him because uh, we heard about him uh, in the hot plays for Atlanta. Get him on, get him over, get him in. And if you want to start Ito as a flex, I'd, I'd endorse that as well. He's Mike Carbon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio, a Fox Football Fantasy Edition, if you will. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83. And if you missed the show, you can find it on iTunes. Just subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends and download the show every single week. We've got a bunch of you that want to be a part of our Fox family. And with that, we feel very, very, our, our hearts are warmed. Absolutely. Also want to send out a shout out to all the veterans out there on this Veterans Day and to thank them for their service. The NFL veterans throughout the league may have a theme in the feud. Something to ponder. It's all coming up next year on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to get to the feud in a sec. 
We've got we got a bunch of you, and we're going to get a bunch of people to play. We're going to do every other, guys. Thank so, you. yes, there you go. How about that? Thank you all for jumping in. We appreciate the support. Dan and I appreciate you giving a few minutes to us here as we come to you from the Geico Studios in, on Sunday mornings. Whatever you're doing out with the family, services to and from, whatever it is, uh, we do appreciate you truly. Filling in the playoff picture if the playoffs started today not a change from no changes from a week ago in the AFC you'd have Kansas City and New England one and two you'd have a wild card game between the Steelers and Bengals and then another one between the Texans and Chargers in the NFC a little bit of a change Rams and Saints would still be one two just because the Saints have played one less game than the Rams the Rams would still be on top but if they have the same record the Saints obviously would win the tiebreaker but you would have a Bears Vikings matchup in a wild card showdown, yeah. and the Redskins taking on the Panthers in another showdown. That's if the playoffs started today. They don't start today, but they do start the feud right now. Top 10 answers on the board for the Fox family. Mike Harmon, Gavin Kinzel, Sam Kinsley, and you joining us. And guys, I want to know this. The active players who have started the most games in the NFL, kind of a veterans theme, I will give you this hint. No kickers. There's no punters, no place kickers in any of this. We're talking position players. I want to know the guys who have started the most games in the NFL that are currently active. We'll go Mike, listener, Gavin, listener, Sam, listener. How does that work for you guys? Sounds good to me. Mike Carmen, you started off. All right. Celebrated his 200th game. Uh, I'm going Phil Rivers. Phillip Rivers and those... Chargers, whether it be spanning San Diego or up to L.A., show me Phillip Rivers. There it is. Yes, 200 on the dot, as Mike said. Puts him eighth on our list. Let's go to Mark, the lonesome kicker in Sheboygan. Mark, welcome to the feud. Good morning, guys. What's up? honor. Welcome in. Top 10 answers on the board. So most starts for active players in the NFL. I will have to take the layup here. I will go Tom Brady. Oh, there you go. There you go. Show me Tom Brady. Number one answer for Mark. Good job, Mark. One for one. Over to Gavin Kinzel, our executive producer. Let's keep the quarterback trend going. Show me Eli Manning. Eli Manning. By the way, Tom Brady, 260 starts. That is the most in the NFL of active players. Show me Eli. Yes, there he is. That's, by the way, how we should pronounce it. Eli Manning on our list. 222 for Eli Manning. Let's go to Victor in the Big Easy. Victor, welcome to the feud here on Fox Football Fantasy. Hey, guys. How about uh, Frank Gore? Frank Gore. Uh, I love it. I love it. Hall of Famer. Show me more of Gore. Yes, there There it is. The pause was for effect. Frank Gore, 191 starts in his NFL career. Over to Sam Kinsley. Good job, guys. Two for two. Let's go with Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. There you go. There you go. Gavin is on. Stolen from him. (laughs) Does the gate swing open or closed? It's open. Antonio Gates making our top 10 at number 10. We are five for five, half of them off the board. Let's go to, how about Andy in Indiana? Andy, welcome to Fox Football Fantasy in the Feud. How's it going? Great. Looking for active players in the NFL with the most starts. Who do you got? 
Uh, let's go with a little bit of defense. How about maybe Julius Peppers? Julius Oh, I love Peppers. it. I love it. It's got to be. He was drafted in like 1987. <laughs> Show me Julius Peppers. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, but it was a while. Way to go. Julius Peppers, third on our list, 238 starts. We are six for six. Over to Mike Woo-hoo. Carmen. All right. Pause to remind you for the cause. Fox Football Fantasy is brought to you by Geico what is are brought to you by Discover? I'm sorry. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit store, and score, checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard limitations. Do apply. Uh, I will go with Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben, does he ring victorious here? Yes, he does. Big Ben Roethlisberger makes the list at number six, 207 starts. Oh, Let's stay in the great state of Indiana. Travis from Fort Wayne, Indiana, joining us on the feud. Keep it going, Travis, looking for active players in the NFL with the most starts. Well, I'll say this guy. He was playing before Philip Rivers, so Drew Brees. Oh, Drew Brees. There you go. Had to be. I thought maybe the answer was going to come from New Orleans, but no, it comes from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Of course, the great state of Indiana where Drew Brees played his college ball, 256 starts. Quick reminder, there's a quick way you can save money. You can switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Gavin, over to you, our executive producer. The elder statesman who's also a hot player this week, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. Yes, the double hockey sticks. Show me Fitz. There it is. 9-4-9 going for the perfect game. We go to Ryan in Oklahoma City. One answer left, Ryan. Um, Let's go with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a heck of a guess. Show me A-Rodge. No, didn't make our list. Over to Sam. Can I use a pass? No, you can't. Uh, uh, I don't know. Time is out. Ah! William and Richmond. Cam, uh, Cam Newton is the final answer. If it's Cam Newton, we win. Show me Cam. Uh, no. <laughs> Who do you got, Harmon? I don't. Terrell Suggs. Oh! Suggs. Oh! At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. 
Sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.